Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, September 19th. It's episode 150. Ooh. And for our very special episode 150, we're not doing anything. Nope. It's a, nor- it's, a nor- this, it's a pretty normal it's, episode. It's an episode. It's a sh- it's not even got a whole lot of going on. It's it's not. We're not reaching for content, but we also aren't saturated. Like I think we've been for we've like been last pretty five or six uh, episodes. It's been pretty heavy. So that I mean, they're not don't guys Stern fans, calm down. We're going to talk about Godzilla. We're not saying that there wasn't any major news. It's just we didn't have like two announcements in, in the same yeah. two-week period. Or there wasn't like two announcements. The SEC hasn't filed against anybody else. There's not been too much crazy. Yeah. Yeah, basically, we it's just limited crazy is really what it's about. Uh, I'm Dennis. And so what's going on? Intros. What's been going on? Um, You start a new game? You start an old game? Did I? You talked about maybe going back and doing Civilization with the DLC. I did talk about that, and I started a match. And, you know, I I didn't start on Deity. But I started it a little below Deity, but apparently not far enough below Deity. uh, Because the match lasted about an hour. (laughs) And I was Rafflestom. And I haven't gone back to that yet. I actually have spent most of this week reading uh, when I've not been working or doing stuff with the family, because we've been, we're we're at the point where we're having multiple cross country meets a week and cheerleading, and 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 I'm it's sports season. It's sports season, and things have been kind of busy. So I mean, I've played a little bit of Final Fantasy. I played a little bit of Surviving Mars, um, and I installed or reinstalled, I should say, um. Transport Fever Two, and I haven't had a chance to to re to try to try it. They did a bunch of a series of big updates. I was considering install reinstalling No Man's Sky now that they put even more updates out. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. figured every time they put updates out, I put I install No Man's Sky and I play it for a couple hours. Going, man, this game's gotten a lot better than it was. All right, delete. <laughs> so it's just about the comparison. Uh, but mainly I've been reading um, and just doing stuff around the house. So I said, I've had stuff almost to the point where like my only like chill times have been like the last like 45 minutes before I go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So I've just been reading. That makes sense. Well, I, I did finally finish gears five. I, I would say I'm proud of myself, but it took me long enough. So <laughs> I got through that. And I've started playing a uh, an investigative puzzle game called Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishments. And I'm actually almost done with it. I think I'm on ready to start the last investigation. So because, you know, Sherlock Holmes is the world's second greatest detective. The first being Batman. So what about Columbo? I don't know. Maybe he's third. I uh... just one more thing. Just one more thing. Is it a, is it, so it's a Sherlock Holmes game that's not one of those uh, puzzle find games? The hidden picture games. Right, right, right. No. No, you actually, you walk around, you interview people, you examine them, you investigate crime scenes, and you have to put the deduction. You can actually get the solutions wrong. Oh, that's cool. You could actually, like, sentence someone to death who didn't do it. Fun. If you miss, you got it. Got a Sherlock. You got to share your lock. That's how it works. So anyway, yeah, that's been interesting. And then we were both at the Pizza West monthly tournament yesterday. There was pinballs played. There was. Uh, I think you got further than you did the prior. I did tournament, and I got further than the prior tournament. So that was fun. So yeah, I think according to the match play, because we did a, it was four strike again. Uh, I believe I got sixth based off of my. Based off of what I saw this morning. So there was, uh, it was tight. When I left, there were people, you know, who didn't have very many strikes and they weren't the ones who won. So there were comebacks and that's tears shed. No, there's no crying in pinball. There are rules. There's tons of crying in no, pinball. No, no. I've seen all the crying in pinball. Let's see. Where did I finish? I think you were tied for 13th. Standings. Yes, 13th. So, yeah, we were, oh, the people, the, 
because it's sort of like the Swiss match style and you're kept with people who are of similar strikes, you know, it was a lot of people lasted a really long time. And so you just all of a sudden you get these little chunks of people finally falling out. I almost put you out. We were both sitting at three strikes. Yeah. What game was that? That was on Turtles. Turtles. Oh, Turtles is what ended me. And I went I went from over a million behind you to within 50,000. Mm-hmm. I decided to hit one more shot. But on Turtles, uh, yeah. one more shot is not always a gimme. So. Yeah. I, um, so let's go ahead and we'll use that to transition to our pinball segment. I will note that I did invite people to write in and tell us if we should just stop now that we're at 150 and no one did. Well, that's good. Uh, we did have people write into us. Actually, mo- or either write into us or write in. I had a few people contact me directly. Uh, most of the feedback was about our discussion on this week in pinball and more stuff about the Federal Trade Commission on the last episode. Almost all the feedback was positive. Well, that's good. People who either liked what we said or or just that we spent time going through it. Uh I did. There was one notation on Pinside that I want to go ahead and note here where they did point out that uh, Jeff with This Week in Pinball did put on some of the YouTube videos at the very front of them that they were sponsored by DeepRoot. And I wanted to clarify on here that we, you and I, were only talking about the website articles because we didn't watch the YouTube videos. So I didn't we, even we didn't know, know there were that. YouTube videos. Yeah. I knew there were YouTube videos. I only ever saw the first one. But as of like October 2020, I guess DeepRoot was sponsoring the videos so and those seem to be in my judgment my non-lawyer judgment properly declared for the videos but that is that's separate from what you still need to do on the website correct so just as an as an fyi to be not very many people do mixed media like that you know have a podcast have a youtube have a have a website and they're all under the same umbrella entity so it makes it more complicated but uh, we did also get an email from another podcaster, Jeff Parsons, over with uh, the Pinball Players podcast. And I'm going to read it aloud here because some of this uh, will relate to you, Tony. And I figured we'd just address it here rather than uh, you know, me do a, have you do an email reply because I'm not sure there was anything necessarily to reply to because it was mostly info. But here's what Jeff wrote. Hey, guys. Great episode as always. Your show is one of the few I can't miss on my list of podcasts. Thanks for the, quote, smooth, velvety tones, end quote, shout out. Not sure I fall into that category as well as others do, but I'll take the compliment. There are three Rick and Morty machines within driving distance of me, and every time I play them, I can never get the Roy mode I voiced to come up. It's like the machine knows it's me. You were discussing required radio identification during the episode as a comparison to content creators disclosing paid sponsorships. That radio identification is called the legal ID, which the FCC mandates must happen once an hour as closely as possible to the top of the hour and must include the station call letters and city of license. All our audio is run by computer and it will play the legal ID as soon as the song playing at 58 58 minutes, 30 seconds ends. Our legal ID is WJBQ Portland, which is included in an ID that has positioning statements that people can more easily recognize because our call letters are seldom used in favor of our branding of Q97.9. We launched in 1996 when the internet was just going mainstream, so our owner at the time decided to use dot rather than point. And Tony... I, I too let my ham license expire 10 years ago. It was fun for the 10 years prior, but fewer and fewer people were doing it, so I let it go. My call was K1PIR, a vanity call sign because I'm such a big Price is Right fan. I still have my hand held packed in a box somewhere, but I sold my HF rig. A fellow morning show host in a market north of ours was also a ham, and we chat each morning on our drives to work. Probably more info here than you care to know, but I just felt like sharing. Keep up the great work. Jeff, not to be confused with Teolis, Patterson, or Rivera Parsons. So many Jeffs. There are. There, there are so you many Jeffs. You want to be a star. You want to be a big hit in pinball. You got to go Jeff. I'm not is, going Jeff. Jeff, Jeff is like the Jeff of it, pop. It's like, it's instead not, of peanut butter, it's Not going to do pinball. it. It's got not going to do it. Thousand points of light. A thousand points of pinball light, thousand, and, and, thousand RGB LEDs, and, and 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 much like Jeff, that was actually I got into ham originally because I was working with multiple hams, uh, and they were going to go get uh, upgrades to their licenses once, and I just went with them and got mine, uh, uh, just my general, and it was fun 
for a while. I had I had it set up in my car and, and or in my van and everything. I still have I still have my Oh, do I still have it? I do. I still have a two meter rig in the house, uh, packed up in the garage somewhere after I took it all down. But I just let every, I just, it got to the point where I realized I hadn't turned it on in like two years. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. So my knowledge of ham only really extends to Cuban sandwiches. That's about There's it. Nothing wrong with a good no, Cuban nothing sandwich. Wrong. Other than for me to properly do it, it's like an all day, you know, to roast the pork. But uh, so yep. I just don't, but don't tend to do it anymore. It. But when we were when we were roommates, I used to make them. We did do it. You did make them on occasion. So let's now make our way over to what it's like to make a new pinball machine. And that means, of course, we got to talk about the latest game from Stern Pinball, which is Godzilla. I do have a link in the show notes to Stern Pinball's Facebook announcement about the game. There's a lot of really summarized, condensed information there, and you can go to the Stern Pinball website for more details should you want. Uh, just for those that don't know, this is a Keith Elwin game. Uh, he designed it. He also is the lead on the rules behind it, though he's not the programmer on it. And then the art package was Zombie Yeti, a.k.a. Jeremy Packer, uh, who put that together. Uh, it's a three flipper game, which not atypical for, for Keith. I would describe it as a pretty high flow game. He does have a scoop on this It's the first time he's ever done a scoop, which I think has surprised people because Keith has been pretty public that scoops are one of his least favorite features, but he's using that to allow you to like select the cities and such. I think the main thing to note when it comes to Stern Pinball games is what's the difference on the pro model versus the premium and LE models? And art packages aside, in terms of features, I would say from looking at it, you know, reviewing the list of features and what I could see, the most notable differences are the premium uh, and LE versions have a ramp that's a collapsing bridge ramp. So it can fall down and drop back onto the play field rather than continuing the, the bridge shot or the ramp shot uh, that that's absent on the pro. The skyscraper toy is on both versions. However, on the premium and LE version, the skyscraper is actually a mech that moves up and down. And for those of you who are familiar with 90s pinball machines, think the Doctor Who toy on the Doctor Who pinball machine. In this case, depending what level of the skyscraper is aligned with the ramps which pass through it, uh, there are diverters on the different floors. So where the ball goes will depend what level of the skyscraper is accessible. And then the, there is a physical ball lock on the roof of the skyscraper. And then when it's time for the Godzilla multi-ball to start, the skyscraper crumbles to the ground and the balls roll off of the roof, which is, you know, it's pretty cool visually. Um, another difference is the Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla on the premium and LE is a sculpt. It's a flat plastic on the pro. And the sculpted version has a magnet in Mecha Godzilla's chest. And there is actually a rotating stand-up target bank in front of him that functions. To, you have to like take his shields down before you can shoot the ball to him. And there's a uh, like there's a spinner shot. There's a spinner shot on the pro as well, but on the on the premium, the ball like ramps up and then gets stuck in his tummy. Magnet, you know, the magnet sticks to the ball there. So, so there's that. And then, as I I noted about the Mechagodzilla being a, a plastic, or excuse me, a plat, yes, a flat plastic on the on the pro, the pro Godzilla in the upper left is a flat plastic, and that's an actual non-interactive but sculpted. You know, it's a sculpted toy on the premium LE. So those were the main differences I noted uh, in terms of, of features. Both versions' uh, noteworthy feature is and. Uh, as it's been promoted, and it was to my knowledge, this is new to pinball. We haven't seen this before. There's a Newton ball, a Newton ball magnet, and so that's sort of at the left orbit. And it's almost like a horseshoe magnet where it's supposed to be able to grab the ball from five different shots, and then it essentially sets up the shot to the upper flipper. So, uh, and I, I did watch a stream of this, uh, Jack Danger on Dead Flip streamed this back on Friday. I didn't watch the whole stream. I watched the first, uh, with Keith, they like to play the game first and then walk through. So I watched the first gameplay and then I switched away once they were getting ready to go through the Stern Insider Connected because I'm not seven and I know how the internet works. So I, <laughs> I felt I didn't need that. But, so I got to look, there was a four player game. So I got to watch a lot of gameplay. That Newton Ball Magnet gets used a lot. It was 
constantly in play. So I think that's a pre that's pretty cool, and I'm glad that that is in both versions. And then to round out my my summary of information, this is the first game where all of the models are coming out with Stern Insider connected. All the Spike 2 games, as we noted in the last episode, will be upgradable. And coming from the factory at this point, they all have Stern Insider Connected capabilities integrated. But obviously, the older models don't. But there will be no older model of Godzilla. They all have the QR right. and everything. And uh, pricing. So pricing is up significantly now. That's MS a, a good word yeah, for it. MSRP prices are now, for Godzilla... The Pro is, uh, I'm not going to do these 999 things. The Pro is 6900 That's a $700 increase from the prior game Mandalorian. The Premium is $9,000. That's a $1,200 increase from Mandalorian. And the LE model is $10,500. That is a $1,300 increase from Mandalorian. And I'll also note that Mandalorian was 750 units of LE. This is 1,000 units of LE. Wow. For a license that I think... Despite, I know you being a huge Godzilla fan, I think we can agree Showa era Godzilla is not as popular today as Mandalorian is. So, yeah, I, I'm, so, I'm, I, I so, think that's a safe so anyway. bet to make. Uh, and um, in terms of the other games, just as a quick aside, uh, from uh, this is covered uh, much more depth on the pinball show from last week that I co-hosted with Zach Minnie. I believe he noted that what Stern told him as a distributor is uh, effective immediately. Uh, all of the Stern games being made that are not Godzilla have a $300 price increase. At least all of the Spike 2 ones do. Um, and then all the other games pricing will match Godzilla as of January 1. So they've spiked everything immediately a little bit, but Godzilla is still far and away the most expensive game that Stern makes. Setting aside like uh, Elvira, you know, non-Cornerstone style games. So... Okay, so all that let's let's talk about the game. You, I know you weren't. You had sports stuff that you had to go to, so you weren't able to see the stream. Correct. So, but you've seen the images of Godzilla. I have. So, what are your thoughts currently, just on the game in general? I like it overall from the look. I'm not a hundred percent sold on necessarily all of it. Uh, that Newton magnet looks amazing. It looks like that could be a lot of fun. Uh, most of the art I'm pretty good with. It's got Jet Jaguar on it. That makes me happy as a Godzilla fan. Uh, so I, I will be very happy overall with that. Uh, the toys and stuff, I, I said I'm pretty happy with every the look of everything so far, at least on the premium and LE models. Uh, I'm hoping to see, to actually get a chance to play it at some point, but... With that kind of price point and everything, I'm I'm not gonna hold my breath. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes overall. Uh, with the difference, I think that price point's gonna hurt it. Uh, well, it has uh, to. Obviously, every time I mean, you rate, it doesn't. And I know, and this this is a, a, a hobby horse that Zach will will ride, and 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 it's a fair one to ride on. So I'm not gonna just say he does it because he's a distributor, but. And that is that the the cost of of games on the used market is also going up. So it's not like you're losing more money. Go like I'm sure these Godzillas will sell used more than they just like everything else. And so that it's gone up. Uh, in a way, it's like okay, well, you can still get probably at least the same amount of money back that you were getting. I I would agree with that argument. The only issue is obviously you're asking people to tie up more money into an asset than they used to have to tie up. And that might be more, you know, when you're adding up thousand plus dollars, yeah, the approximate, I mean, we average them all out. We're kind of talking a thousand dollars here. That's a lot more money for people to, I know people are like, Oh, it's only an extra thousand. It's like, well, <laughs> that's all a matter of, per, that's all right. That's a matter of perspective. <laughs> but when you're talking about a game that maybe you were willing to pay $5,000 for, and now you have to pay $6,000 for, I mean, that's a significant percentile increase. These things are going up higher than inflation. It's just how it's just what's happening. right. And yes, I do think that's a huge barrier. Um, watching the gameplay video, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Jack has that as a VOD and the, it's, it's really that first, at least that first part I watched all went really smooth. I think it's a, it's a really good, 
uh, few minutes to watch of the of the gameplay. I liked what I saw. Of course, I've liked how every Keith Elwin has shot. This looks like it will continue to feel fun and flowy. Um, I believe in an interview uh, I read, this is secondhand, that Keith had said that his next upcoming game, this is before Godzilla was announced, was going to be uh, easier to understand. I guess he compared it more in the vein of Iron Maiden, which I have to admit, I never fully <laughs> understood the rules of Iron Maiden. I always felt I kind of understood the rules of Jurassic Park better. But watch, just watching them play it, like it seemed to be really intuitive and make a lot of sense to me. Like you can shoot these loops and build the loop multiplier up. And then you go and you choose your city at your scoop. And then you can have your pair-ups with the other monsters, you know, the other kaiju you could work with. And it just seemed... It seemed pretty good. The, 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 the Newton ball magnet seemed to get a lot of use. I believe during the part I watched, the bridge was never destroyed by anyone. So that was, a, that made me think, okay, the toy is a great concept and I'm not sure how often you see it. Also the falling skyscraper, cool idea, but watching it in practice made me think, uh, eh, probably easier to live without than, than I might've otherwise thought. The Mecha Godzilla thing actually seemed to get used the most. Really? Um, Oh, I just, I, I don't know if it's just what, because it's a multi-ball that they were going for or what. Obviously, uh, now, uh, I don't know how hard the game is. Two of the players, so we're, I was watching Keith Elwin played it, uh, Rick Nagel, who's the programmer who implements Keith's rules, uh, Jack Danger played it, and uh, Tanyo Kleiss, who was the lead coder on Deadpool. Those were the four I watched. Okay. Tanyo and Jack seem to struggle with keeping the ball in play. Like, they had short ball times. Even Keith got screwed on one of his own plunges, though. And I, I'm i not going to say this is a Star Wars where you're going to plunge and it's going to left out lane you if you let it auto-plunge, but it's one of those cross-play field plunges, which I don't like as yeah. much. Um, when Keith and Rick had the ball in play, they had decent ball times. But Keith is the greatest pinball player ever, <laughs> and he designed the game. So that he had one ball that happened to go like six minutes probably it's probably not as easy as he made it look right but like the loop shot it doesn't seem like warp ramp type it seems pretty it seems pretty easy to loop um which is probably good because that newton ball doesn't like a lot of times it was more like it just sort of dribbled away from that so you're not getting a lot of momentum when it's being released from the magnet so but overall yeah i thought i thought it was neat uh good animation assets i mean they were like clips of godzilla knocking down them jets <laughs> I, I, that was not a good impression, but it, it was that, an that impression. Was definitely, and, uh, and they just exploding. They're exploding, and then <laughs> and him uh, and people running from him in certain shots. It just you'd see a lot of the same clips over and over. But they well, kept the pinball. screen kept the screen active. Uh, the Blue Oyster Cult so, Cult song Godzilla. Uh, I believe it triggered when Godzilla multi ball triggered, which I appreciated most of the I time when the ball was in play in play and you weren't in a mode. It's the theme. Which is even better. Exactly. And I was just like, yes. That's, You yeah. don't disrespect Akira. You put his stuff in because it's awesome. And so I really like that. Uh, I actually, and I mentioned this on that, on that TPS episode I mentioned earlier. Uh, I'm not a fan of the approach on the art that Zombie Yeti took on this. Mm-hmm. I think he took the same uh, color scheme, oversaturated approach that he did on Avengers and Turtles. And I think it looks a little too Marvel comic for me. He's drawn all of the monsters great. Like yeah. the the work is there. The quality is there. So I don't want people thinking saying, I'm saying he did a bad job, but I do not like the direction he took with it. And as a case in point, I have, after we started, and if it showed up on your OneNote, I've dropped in at the bottom of our pinball section, an example of Matt Frank's art, who yes. he is a Godzilla artist. And that's, more of the style I wanted to see. Not necessarily the creatures looking as aggressive as he's often done, but the colors. Right. More it's muted. Because that was the, when I looked at that was one of the first things I thought about is how much brighter and poppier it is than, it, than uh, uh, like Godzilla in Hell, uh, which is a limited Godzilla series that was mm. put out uh, that I own. And, and I, I think I read because there's been there's actually been a little bit more than I thought, honestly, because people love zombie Yeti artwork. Uh, there's been a lot more pushback on this than normal. Um, and he's and he's been a bit defensive about it. Uh, and I think in one of his explanatory posts, I think he indicated that he ended up 
going the direction of the posters of the era. Which actually kind of makes sense. Because I, I that, that that is I the kind it. of style that and, was found back and then. And secondhand, I think I I read he he and I didn't see this post originally, but supposedly he had claimed that he had tried to do it more like the actual films, and it lo- didn't look good. But I think there's a third way here where you could still go with that more hand drawn comic style, but not the Marvel school of comic right with just and honestly, I think what they did was was the right move. It's not. My ideal, I still think it looks great. I don't buy games off of art anyway, though, so it's in a way that's moot. But it's just, and I, I must feel like it's a meme at this point, but it's, uh, I almost think that in the boardrooms where they're sitting around, they're like, we got to sell some, we got to sell some pinball machines. What do we do? All right, throw on some sort, throw on art, and then go into Photoshop and take that saturation slider and move it all the way to the right <laughs> because you got to oversaturate it because then people will tell you the colors pop. It doesn't matter how oversaturated it is. No one in this field knows anything about art. Just they'll, make it pop. They'll fall for it. They'll fall for it because the colors look rich. And I, I don't know. I've oversaturated. I've been editing my own watch video YouTube. Yeah. I've oversaturated and I'm like, wow, my shirt really pops if I do this. Uh, I don't look human anymore, <laughs> but I look pop. You get a little uncanny very, valley going I look, on. I look really popped. So, so anyway, um, but, uh, now I, one of my little favorite, uh, and it's probably not so much an Easter. I mean, there are some Easter eggs like, uh, Jeremy put in on the skyscraper, the uh the carpeting of the building is the Papa facility's old carpeting. Uh, oh, Papa pinball facility. He he stuck a, a Twippy award in 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 uh I think up there as well. I believe somewhere is Gary Stern integrated. I don't even know where that one is. I just heard I just heard claim that there was one of my favorite things is not hidden. It's really obvious, but I thought that this was a a nice sign that either Jeremy Packer is a Godzilla fan to some degree, or someone told him about Godzilla. And that was the, that they put between the flippers is Mothra and the shoot again in her eyes and just her ability to, you know, spoiler alert, Mothra dies a lot. A lot. (laughs) And, but if she's laid an egg, she comes back. There's always another. So Mothra should be your shoot again, because the queen of the queen of the monsters has a way of enduring. That's her that's one of her powers. So, uh, so full respect to that. Um, okay. So overall, we sound pretty positive. Uh, I did read last night uh, confirmation that 403 Club in Kansas City is getting a premium. Ooh. So just a question of when. I believe uh, Zach noted that the premiums, I think they're November builds. So we'll probably be waiting a, a couple months. Could be uh, waiting a little while. All right. Uh, you kind of touched on it before. Uh but this is less related to Godzilla, but a little less as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on this price increase, Tony? <laughs> so. It's the thing is, is the a price increase of this amount, I think, would have gone over better. Sale, I mean, it's never going to go over well. I think it would have gone over better uh, on Mando because of the sheer yeah, popularity of the show currently. <laughs> that a lot more people wouldn't have cared about it as much where the, the old school Godzilla theme is going to have a much more niche market. It's going to be, uh, so people are going to feel more comfortable saying no. I mean, it's pinball pinball. People don't say no to pretty much anything or they'll, they'll say a lot of no and then they'll buy it anyway. Sure. But, but there are a lot that are very theme driven and I, I've, I've seen a number of people already that are like, I want it because it's Elwin, but the theme doesn't do anything. For Zach's like that. Zach's like, I don't know anything about Godzilla. I mean, he'll get it because, well, he gets everything. Right. Most people don't get everything. Well, see, and like, and like I told you when, when we first, when the pictures first came out on everything is this is one of the big times where if I had, you know, money wasn't an object, I'd even with the increase, I'd probably drop on this because of the theme, because I'm old school Godzilla fan. I've have been since I was a kid, but even if I was in the market, without it being literally to the point where I could pretend like in my head that $11,000 is nothing. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just uh, out of curiosity, 
I looked at uh, uh, Carvana. There are 52 cars nearby that are cheaper at Carvana than an LE Godzilla. Mm. Well, the <laughs> LE Godzillas are sold out anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that was one of the Of course they're sold out. That was one of the, I mean, for me, uh, because I've never owned an Elwin, and I've been tempted for, I've been tempted to get Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Because I like the, I do like the theme, but the gameplay was good. Looking at this and watching it and watching it played and watching how understandable it was, I'd definitely be tempted to get a Godzilla, but $9,000 for a premium for all the features, that is a, that is a tall, I've never paid remotely that much for a pinball machine. Yeah. My and most expensive pinball machine was new in box TNA. And the only reason I went up that high was I had left my old job and I had a big vacation payout that covered that game. Um, now the pro is close to what I paid for the TNA. You know, it's within a thousand of that. So, you know, I guess I could rationalize maybe doing the pro, but I haven't seen the pro played. I haven't played anything yet, and you know I like to play. And I don't blame you for that. So, and I've, I've, and I need to, I do need to clarify because I, I have, I've said broadly before that I only buy games I've played. That's not actually true. I've only bought new in box games I've already played. Used games I take chances on. So, right. back when uh, used games did maybe, cost new in box prices. Now, you know the FOMO. We got the FOMO. Maybe I got to, you know, I don't know. Obviously, we're going to get a Godzilla, so I'll have an opportunity to play. Because unless you were getting the LE, there's plenty of time. The only right. thing is, well, when are they going to stick us with another price increase? That affects everything. You know, that's the reason why I never bit on Iron Man Vault. Because I love Iron Man. It's I, a good the game. game. I love the game Iron Man. But when the vaults came out, I'm like, I don't think I can rationalize paying $5,000 for a game that was 4800 two years ago. I just, I didn't think I could do it. Yeah. And so, anyway, um, overall, uh, good job, Stern. I think this looks great. I, I love how they've integrated it. When you get a chance to watch the video uh, or get a chance to play it, I think you'll really like what they're doing with the old clips from the movie and stuff. It's, it was it was fun. I was actually watching the screen more. I had to keep telling myself, watch the gameplay and figure out what's going on because you can stare at the screen anytime. But it's just, it's been such a long time since I've seen the old Showa era Godzilla stuff. And I never watched all of them. So oh, to no. me, there was a lot of new stuff. Yeah, so. I've seen them all. Yes. Many, many times. <laughs> So anyway, so good job to Stern. I think uh, I think it was well received for a, for a license that I was surprised they went with. Uh, I could have seen them going with the legendary pictures Godzilla's. I was shocked when they went to Toho, I, and I was extra shocked when they did first gen Godzilla. So it's like so no one say that. Well, I wouldn't say first gen Godzilla. Well, it's not show era. The it's like fifty four to seventy five. Yeah. It's the first movies. The yeah. first tw- now they're only using clips from ten. And there are more than 10 movies in the stretch. So I don't know which ones they're not using. Oh, let's see. But, um, because I didn't, uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the clip. So I don't know. I didn't know if there was anything from the original 54. I'm guessing there are a couple of scenes because there were some shots that were black and white. Was it the only black and white one? Oh, let's see. Because there are scenes with Godzilla in the water. Um, most of the stuff was was uh was not definitely not the first one i've not seen the first one so okay the there might have been two hmm. that fell under show wire or there was that were black and white okay no it looks like it's it was just the original well, unless they they desaturated and turned scenes right. into black i'm I'm pretty sure they did throw in a lot, but most of the modes were. We're not from that. Most of the modes were from more more modern ones. Right. But they had a few shots, I think, of Godzilla approaching cities and stuff that were back from the original. Was my read of it. But I only saw a little bit. And, of course, as, as commonly the place, usually with future code updates, they start to diversify the, the, um, the clips more and get more assets in there. I mean, there was always... I didn't see anything that was like a blatant placeholder or anything. But anyway, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was interesting. So, good job, Elwin, yet again. I'm sure he's tired of hearing that. Oh, no, I did good again. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm sure he's listening with bated breath. Speaking of people who are listening with bated breath, you know, before we leave the pinball section, let's talk a little bit about Halloween. You know, the spooky pinball game, which 
has an Ultraman version, but we're not going to talk about the Ultraman version. I have another link in the show notes that I, you and I only just saw this morning, and it's gameplay on YouTube from what in a Pinside thread was declared to, as being the person who was the animation director for the game. Uh, so I only watched a few minutes of this. Uh, the guy's uh, streaming setup was, he didn't have a lot of external lighting. It was difficult to see the middle of the play field, which isn't well lit for streaming purposes at the very least by the game itself, which is not necessarily unusual. But um, I really, because hey, it's the animation director. I really paid attention to watching the use of the LCD screen. Um, I'm a little surprised. I don't know what... I don't know exactly what your thoughts were, Tony, but I looked at it and I was like, where the heck are the movie clips? This looks, I don't know if I want to say bad, but it, 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 it definitely looks like we didn't know what to do with an LCD screen. Uh, So let me, I'll just describe it. Most of what... and I watched a little bit, and then I watched some of it with you. Different section of yeah. the video, incidentally. You wouldn't have known that, but, but it was a different section of the video. And I'm watching the screen, and it's mostly taking a still image and applying a shaky cam effect to it or a standard zoom in, zoom out to give some motion to a still with superimposing additional still layers that are possibly given motion in similar ways. So... Like the most complicated one I recall seeing was the one where there's a movie clip of Lori in the closet when Michael Myers is trying to get her. But instead of ha- just having that in there, there is an image of Lori from the art mm-hmm. that's got like some motion, like zooming back and forth. There's an image of Michael Myers from the art as a, clearly a separate image on the same screen, also having a different motion effect. There's a third image of a light bulb, probably from the art, that's being given <laughs> as, you know, it's moving back and forth to kind of convey that it's swinging. And then there's a fourth image of, I think it's a dress. That's also drawn, I'm sure from the art, that is moving <laughs> as well. I I don't understand. I thought they had the rights to the movie clips. So why isn't the... If there, if there was a placeholder, why would you go to the trouble of animate? I mean, I animate image like I do pan and pan and zoom and stuff when I do my watch YouTube all the time. It's easier, though, if there's just a clip, because I also take clips from their trailers and just drop a clip in. It's much easier. So I don't understand why they're doing this unless the there's more limits than I was under the impression. Anyway, I just thought it looked un, unimpressive. Yeah. What, what your, I'm, I'm talking too much. What are your thoughts, Tony? You, you watched several minutes. I watched several minutes of it, and I, I it did feel like... I mean, it was well-done art. But no, no, no. no. They are, I think they are straight from the playfield and cabinet and stuff. Or, it just, or translate. It, it totally felt like placeholder. It was weird. Um, I don't know if they were going for a certain kind of feeling... With it, or if it was because they didn't have full use of the assets, or that uh, they, I don't know if the asset quality was too low, maybe they couldn't make it work. I, I, I don't know. I just, but it felt weird. And with how often every time I, because I was jumping around and watching a minute here, a minute or two here, a minute or two there, all over the, all over the stream, and it felt like there was like, Four scenes that was all my, you ever my saw. My favorite, and by favorite I mean least favorite, is the external shots of the of the house of a house, and then they clearly superimpose an image of lightning. But it's not even contained to just the sky. You can actually make out the lightning bolts going through the house. Yeah, because like, like because in front I, of right. And, I, I, yeah. I say this is a if you're in Vegas Pro. So if you want to do this, by the I don't recommend it. But if you want to do it, just throw in an image and then in the track above it, throw in an image of lightning, and then you don't turn the turn the opacity down from a hundred percent to like forty percent. That's how you get this effect. It's that simple. I was I was pretty i was pretty shocked and i and i don't get it as placeholders because if it was a, if you were just doing a placeholder why wouldn't you just stick a still image of the art up and it'd be like because this is going to be a clip why would you go to the trouble of integrating all these art assets to right. give this illusion of motion that is stuff that you do when you don't have the clip i just don't know because 
We've seen placeholders before, and it's usually just basically a blank screen. And I know it looks bad, but people can at least tell it's a placeholder then. Right. And I heard when you were playing the clip, he mentioned at one point, the volume wasn't very loud, but at one point he mentioned something about them having more clips, like more clips are going in. So maybe you're right. But right now, this did not, like, um, I said, this to me, my, and may, I don't know when this video came out. I only heard about it today or saw it today. But I remember seeing on Nap Arcade, Jason Nap's Facebook that he does with arcade stuff last night when we were at the pinball tournament, that there were 14 Halloweens available. I'm assuming the pre-order positions on Pinside. 14. And I wondered this morning, did they see this video? And bail? Yeah. Because if I saw this video and I had been in on a Halloween, there might have been 15. Yeah. I'll just put it like that. It was pretty bad. And again, I don't. I don't really care that much about, <laughs> I don't normally care. I don't, you know, art is a real low priority for me. I'm just, honestly, though, I've not, the gameplay was another matter and I've not been impressed at all with what I've been seeing with the gameplay. So I couldn't, again, there's a reason why I'm not in on this game, but oh my gosh, I was just like, really? I They made it sound like they had a lot of stuff and I'm just, I mean, again, it's been over a year while they were doing Rick and Morty's. I don't understand why this stuff ain't ready. Right. If that's the issue. If this is placeholder, I don't understand why they're that far behind. And there's no good reason as far as I can see. Uh, and I will say when you're talking about like the play, the gameplay and everything is I was always worried about that, that whole triple upper play field. It, it looks even worse than I thought it would in play because it feels like when you're looking at the play field, it feels like the actual play field is about a quarter of the size of the play field. Because uh, I don't think there's field. really anything you can do under those other play yeah, fields. Yeah, because so. you've got the, the triple going up at the side, and you've got the hedges coming down on the left, and it feels like there's just like a narrow band of actual Of play. three shots. Yeah. There were like was, three shots up the middle that it, you had. It, 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 and then you can get into the upper play field system. One of the three upper play fields being non-interactive, so it's really a glorified ramp. Right. So it could be... It's entirely possible. It's got great play. It just doesn't look like it, especially not from that video. Uh, and the uh, uh, oh, that 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 stuff on the screen, man, that just it makes no I was sense. Just, and it I was looks really surprised so... because if you're and this is a what if because I haven't played it, I haven't played Ultraman either, so I don't. I have not shot the layout yet, so I don't want to pass full judgment on it. Right. That said, if your gameplay is not great, you can always go Box of Lights Jukebox or Box of Lights Movie Theater and try and make people feel like they're in, in this case, in the film, to make up for that. It's the the GNR effect. I've been pretty public about my experiences with the standard GNR at 403. I don't enjoy it, but it it is a pretty, I mean, it sounds great. And it looks great. I just don't like how it plays. And I don't like the rules. But it's fun to listen to. If I was a bigger GNR fan, I'd be more into it. Right. But, and I'm a big Halloween fan. And I thought there were going to be clips of Michael Myers walking around. Dave. Or something. Even in the video, he was saying there were clips. I never saw any of them. I don't don't know. They had... I mean, there were clips like in the reveal trailer. I thought we'd at least see those clips. Um, I thought maybe we'd see clips of the back of Michael Myers walking somewhere where you can't identify an actor or something. But even shots of him on the street were still art with with effect applied. Yeah. I just... I don't get it. I don't know. And and the thing is, is they do the art and they'd have the effect and there'd be a tiny little bit of motion... And then they do like the the 1950 static blur as they reset to start. Yeah, the motion yeah. Uh, add a add static TV transition. Yeah, and, and 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 the the whole movement clip was like a second and a half. And you know, we only saw a few of those. Maybe they are placeholders, and it's like there are only like four of them. So then, why not go ahead and yeah. give them animation to make them feel a little better? Uh, but if you spend any amount of time with, it, I mean, this guy streamed for over an hour, but it took. Less than five minutes to be like, oh, wow. It's just scores popping up on the same 10-second animation over and over. I 
Uh, I just on that they that they're building them and sending them out now. I just expected better. Yeah, I, I just I'm being frank. I just expected better. Well, speaking of better, uh, we better move along to video games because I don't have anything else for us in pinball. What's going on in the world of video games? Don't start us with Blizzard this time. I'm not starting with Blizzard. <gasps> nor am I spoiler. finishing. That's a spoiler with Blizzard, but they're in there. I had to. I, didn't I want to. I understand. As long as you bury the lead, it's okay. But I'm going with what is, to me personally, oh, the biggest, most important Uh-oh. story. This, sound, this sounds like some THQ nonsense. It's exactly what it is. THQ has confirmed that they're putting out Jagged Alliance 3. I don't think I've ever played any Jagged Alliance. That's a lie. I, don't I know think you've so. played Jagged Alliance so. 2 because you, we've you both played me. Jagged you Alliance 2. You don't know me. Too. We lived together and I know you played Jagged no, Alliance 2. You thought it was... That, that's even... That, that, it was porn all along. It was porn all along. I mean... One of, one of those sayings that I still pop out every once in a while comes from Jagged Alliance 2 with, with Gunther and his every day in every way, I get better and better. Oh, is that what that's from? That's what that's from. Hmm. That's from Jagged Alliance 2. But yeah, no, it was... Uh, uh, the Jagged Alliance games were a series of turn-based tactical combat games. Right. Uh, a, a niche genre that I'm a rather large fan of. And I played it a lot. Uh, in the original ones, you were basically hiring mercenaries to go kick out some dictator out of some mm. Banana Republic little island. Uh, and your mercenaries would level up and there were things you could find and you could find weapons and 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 upgrade everything. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I played quite a lot of them. Um, probably as much as I played XCOM, really. Uh I was going to ask you, which do you think is better, Jagged Alliance or XCOM? Little rough, um, probably because of the fun of the theme and the like base building and research stuff. XCOM. Mm, that's what I thought you'd say. But I actually preferred Jagged Alliance when it came to the actual uh, combat side of things and the the leveling of characters and stuff and uh, i preferred that a little bit and there's a there's an independent game out there called oh i don't remember what it's called right now that is kind of a modern interpretation of the original xcom uh but it gives you the ability to include stuff like tanks and like, like not the little robot, like an actual, like real tank tank. Uh, but they do, they go a bit more into the, uh, the combat systems a bit more jagged alliancey, uh, at least in the look and feel than XCOM. But I mean, the games were much newer, so they obviously had a lot of stuff to build on, but no, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they do like, was done with the XCOM reboots where it was kind of kept on the theme, but was still pretty heavily different or if it's um, more closely related to the originals. Hmm. So, uh, also in our news, another delay. I saw, I had heard about this one. Yeah. Battlefield 2042 has been pushed (sighs) back a month. Which is good in a way. There had been rumors before they confirmed this that were flying that this game was going to come out in 2022. And it still might. And it still might, but people got a little calmer once the developer team came out and was like, no, no. But remember, we need a month. We heard that a year ago with a completely different game. And Cyberpunk, they just need another couple months. No, DICE would never, actually, DICE has had a few terrible launches. DICE could completely Cyberpunk this. (laughs) I I love the Battlefield games, but DICE has let me down before. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of the Battlefield games. I still have not really ever. You just, you've never been in a tank fighting three other tanks with three engineers behind you using their repair tools to keep you from blowing up. No. No, I haven't. And your view would be different. That, that changes everything. It does. I will. I will say, Battlefield games make for some of the most insane videos. Yes. 
I've ever seen when it comes to video games for silliness. Because, you know, there's nothing I like more than ejecting from my jet plane to shoot down other jet planes with an RPG and then climbing back into my jet plane. Or if you ever, if you dive deep into the battlefield of lore, you can go into a jet, fly up in the air, eject yourself, headshot the pilot and take their jet. Now, I've never pulled that off myself, but it can be done. Probably works better with a mouse and PC. Probably. That that, that probably helps a fair amount. So, we'll see where that goes. If it gets cyberpunk delayed some more, or if it actually rolls uh, on the 19th of November like they've pushed it back to. Uh, They did push back the open beta Hmm. that was originally getting ready to start to sometime in October. Uh, So, we will see how that works out. They don't, they, there are no firm dates on it, but it, there, it looks like, uh, the rumors are saying it'll start like the sixth or something like okay. that. I haven't decided, but I've done their open betas before. I don't know if I'm doing it this time. So we'll see. Um, now we will bring up blizzard cause we have to, <gasps> uh, they had a new lawsuit filed against them. Oh no. By their workers. Oh no. Due to them threatening and disciplining employees on account of protected uh, concerted activity. So basically, they're punishing people for talking about making unions and for discussing their pay with each other and trying to and and for uh, uh, signing petitions. People are being, you know, they're getting in trouble for it. Mm. That's a big no. Yeah, it's a big no. I remember back when my my old in my bank days, you know, they they had a it was a policy for a, apparently not a legal one to not be allowed to discuss your pay with other co because I found out what another coworker of mine made. I went to the bank president and said I wanted more money. <laughs> I was young then and a bit of a whippersnapper. <laughs> and he's like, Well, you're not supposed to know her pay. And I said, Well, but I do. I still didn't get as much. Well, I got an, I got a raise, but I didn't get as much. She had more tenure. See, since I work in government, my pay, everybody knows my pay. Right. Well, it's it's. But in the private world, they like to make it so that some people make way less, and they just they keep it secret, even though they've got like similar time, similar skills, and you could have very disparate pay levels. Yeah. Which you can have, but they get to know that too. Yeah, because I've heard, I've heard horror stories of people coming in and having new people that they are training who have no experience making five and six dollars more per hour than mm. and it's just like okay so we'll see how this suit goes uh how how it works out uh on top of all of their other stuff but just more blizzard issues um uh, Onto a good news, a stern level secret uh, mm. in video gaming is that Knights of the Old Republic has been being uh, prepped to be released on modern consoles, and it's now been confirmed that it is going to be not just a porting; it's going to be a ground up remake, and it is going to be a timed console exclusive. On PlayStation 5. PlayStation. Though it'll also be available on PC because... PC on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Knights of the Old Republic was a great game. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm sure this will be well-received, though. My general impression, and I'm not a a Knights of the Old Republic. I've not played it. Um, But my general impression of the sizable fan base is that they want a new one. Right. Well, and it'll just, I think a lot of it will come in. It'll depend upon how they end up doing it. Yeah. I mean, they're how it plays. I mean, like final, you know, like again, the final Fantasy seven remake or the first of the three remakes went over extremely well with people. Uh, Same with the resident evil remakes. I've played uh, two of them, I believe at this, but at least one. Um, And again, it's just sort of like, wow, they, I mean, they did a really good job. Yeah. So I, I likewise, if this is done well, not only does it give them a, this game is old enough that I'm going to criticize them for oh yeah, just do another, you know, re-release or rehash, you know, which Capcom was kind of known for for a long time. Uh, 
because there's so many people that could play this now that weren't even alive when it came out the first yeah. time. So, well, and some of the rumors say that they're blending some of the stuff from uh, Knights of the Old Republic two into it and making adjustments based upon the changes to canon. Mm, okay, so we'll see. We'll see what it ends up being. But I remember the game was a lot of fun. I've I have actually played through it multiple times because I played, you know, your standard good guy playthrough and I played a bad guy playthrough. And then at one t- point in time, I found a, a, a guide listing that was talking about an interesting playthrough because, you know, you start out as there, there's different types and of characters you can play and you can become a Jedi or not as you play through. But there was a version a guy put together where he did become a Jedi and he had Jedi powers, but he still didn't use a lightsaber. He was still a dual blaster guy. And I tried that and that was a lot of fun because it's like, oh, I don't need a lightsaber. I'll just, you know, shoot everything, stun people, for, push them away, shoot them a bunch more. It was a lot of fun. So we'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, and from what I've heard, EA is not involved in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. Okay. Which is interesting considering they have the Star Wars license for a little while longer. Yep. Maybe there's some... I don't know if it's real... It could be because it's a pre-before... Because it may be something in the terms that didn't affect prior licensors. Right. So, that's my guess. And then, for my last little bit here in video games today, touching on something we kind of mentioned in our intros, No Man's Sky. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... We all remember, or I've reminded you at some point in time, what a massive disaster No Man's Sky was on launch and how many major patches have come out and changed uh, the game. Uh, But it's actually at the point now where on Steam, it has shifted from mixed to mostly positive in the reviews. That's I think that's actually pretty impressive. Considering originally it was like, mostly negative to have moved all the way up to mostly positive is insane. Right. And when you have to think about whether or not very many people would go back and revise their old reviews or just enough other reviews have come in. Right. And my, you know, that, what that reminded me of. And so I, I pulled it as of our time of recording, you know, tying this back to pinball, you know, pen side has its top 100. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, by and large, most respected games of the last 10 years is The Walking Dead. It's rated 31st on that list. And the reason is it was not well regarded when it came out because the rules were not very good. Right. And a lot of those reviews on Pinside are from those early. And those people didn't go back and play it again. Or if they did, they didn't go back and adjust their review. And so that game is forever pulled down lower than it should be by all any objective measure because people judged it by what it was in the past and they haven't revised it because I don't see uh, you know it's 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 tough for me to say but I, I would go ahead and say there's no reason that game wouldn't be in the top 20 if it was judged off of how it was when it was finished but they put it out before it was finished right and that's the price that got paid well and I wonder how many other games would have the same shift if it wasn't and how many games are the opposite how many games have a higher rating based upon their massive popularity when they first came out compared to what it actually ended up being after people had played them for a while. And in pinball, at least, that's actually really common. It's it's almost a joke at this stage that when people buy a new game, they will go in and they like 10.0 it. Uh, and whether or not they're doing that because they are super excited whether or not they're doing that because they want to sell the game and they need to get it a higher rating because they decide they didn't want to keep it (laughs) or whether or not it's they give it a high rating because mentally they would have a great deal of difficulty accepting that they spent thousands of dollars on something that wasn't great you know it could be any of that sort of thing and then other people go in eventually and overly negative vote it because they're trying to counteract the people that were overly positive on it and then eventually the game shakes out to where it's quote unquote supposed to be like Jurassic Park uh, Stern Jurassic Park is still really like it's like number two on the list right and that's been out a while yeah Uh, but still seems a little high Godzilla will probably take the number one spot at some point almost everything new 
Like I think Guns N' Roses did at one point. It grabs it for a little bit. And yeah, then drops I don't down. know. Mando did, but um, but I think Avengers did. I I don't follow it closely, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me uh, to see them jump up and then balance out. But yeah, some yeah. of there there are just there are games that in this top one hundred that there's no way they should be where they're yeah. at. It'd be interesting to tear through that at some point. But we've just had too much news. Just too much news to begin the training. Speaking of training, we, we're we done. So we can go and do our training montage after this. Yeah. That'll be fun. But if people want to email about anything we covered or things they'd like us to cover, go ahead and send an email to eclecticgamerspodcast.gmail.com. Or you can go to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast and shoot us a message. We're available on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram as eclectic underscore gamers. I actually posted two pictures from the pinball. You did. I saw them show up. When I checked my Instagram, it Instagrams. was a picture of you and me and a picture of some pinball machines. Yes. They liked the pinball picture more. Of course they did. Because they are anti human scum. They, they, it's all about the machines. That's right. That's why they're worth $10,500 now. And I'm only worth $150. But <laughs> for episode $150. Well, it depends. I mean, I, I've heard, I've heard some, some of your various parts might be worth more on the black market. That. That could be true. So uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. I don't know. I'm not expecting any new uh, pinball game announcements in two weeks. The rumor mill isn't uh, really saying anything new until October, uh, late October, like Expo. But Which we'll would see. make sense. Well, we'll see. So uh, until next time, I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. Goodbye, everybody. See ya.